Live around the globe, it's time for Rudy Max's World on the SSI Radio Network. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the deserts, bear, man. I breathe the mountain air, man. Travel, I've had my share, man. I've been everywhere. Get on the phone now and call 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. And now, the savvy traveler himself, Rudy Maxa. Welcome back to Rudy Max's World. I'm your genial radio travel show host. Nice to have you here. We're on the road for our second week in Ireland, and I'm coming to you from Western Ireland, County Clare to be exact, and to be really exact, from a, a sitting room or a drawing room just off the bar at Dr Dromoland Castle. You can look it up. It's quite a place. Dromoland is, uh, we would pronounce it Dromoland. So it's uh, D-R-O-M-O-L-A-N-D, uh, dromoland.ie. If you want to look at the pictures of where I am, it's quite extraordinary. I've spent a couple days here wandering around the county, learning a few things. I'll tell you about that in a moment. Um, I should first note, however, that uh, on Friday, Ireland's new president was inaugurated. His name is Michael D. Higgins. He was born in nearby Limerick in 1941. He's Ireland's ninth president, and like nearly everyone else in Ireland, near as I can tell, he's a poet. Uh, he also speaks Gaelic or Irish fluently. He grew up very, very close here to Drummond Castle in Newmarket on Fergus um, in County Clare, right here next to us. So congratulations to uh, President Higgins, the new president of Ireland. Uh, you know, one of the more interesting uh, historical facts I learned while here has to do with what we in the States commonly refer to as the Irish potato famine, that, that dark time in Ireland between uh, 1845 and 1852. But here, I learned, it's not called the potato famine. It's called the Great Hunger. And that's because while it's true that disease, starvation, and emigration, out of desperation, really, wiped out a large part of Ireland's potato crop on which one-third of the population was dependent for food, the terrible truth is there was still food around. It just wasn't available to the average Irish citizen. The famine greatly affected this country. Approximately a million people died, a million more emigrated from Ireland, causing a 25% drop in the population of the country. So here, I put together this little brief history that I thought you might find interesting. Let's go back to 1801. That's when Ireland was ruled by the, when the United Kingdom began ruling Ireland. Uh, there were strong political differences, chief among them, uh, the fact that in the 17th and 18th centuries, Irish Catholics were forbidden to vote to own land, to meet for prayer, to be educated, to lease land, hold political office, or even own a horse worth more than five pounds. And even, those law, even though those laws had been repealed 50 years before the uh, Great Hunger, they had still hobbled the large Catholic population who were behind when it came to education and land holdings. Protestants, English or Anglo-Irish families, owned most of the land, and many exploited their renters who had little to no rights. So when disease began killing the potato fields, the Catholic majority, reduced to renting small parcels of mostly hardscrabble land, were hit the hardest. At the same time, however, ships laden with crops and cattle loaded at Irish ports guarded by soldiers made their way to Britain. In fact, Ireland was a net exporter of food, even, if its even as its population starved, which is why the Irish refer to those wretched years as a time of great hunger rather than a genuine famine. In 1947, the Illustrated London News blamed the laws that joined Ireland to the UK in 1801 as well as greedy English landlords with little regard for the well-being of their tenants for the sorry state of Ireland. The newspaper wrote that Britain had permitted in Ireland, and here I quote, a mass of poverty, disaffectation, and degradation without a parallel in the world. It allowed proprietors to suck the very lifeblood out of that wretched race, unquote. 
I found a poem in the nation that put it this way during the great hunger. This is it. Weary men, what reap ye? Golden corn for the stranger. What sow ye? Human corpses that wait for the avenger. Fainting forms, hunger stricken. What see you in the offing? Stately ships to bear our food away amid the stranger's scoffing. There's a, proud array, uh, there's a proud array of soldiers. What do they round your door? They guard our master's granaries from the thin hands of the poor. Pale mothers, wherefore weeping? Would to God that we were dead, our children swooned before us, and we could not give them bread. Unquote. Now, for a country known for its writers and poets, that's pretty strong stuff. It's not, it's not known for certain how many people died of starvation or disease during the years of hunger, but historians agree those years left a major scar in this nation changed the relationship between Ireland and England and reduced Ireland's population by millions. Dropped about half. 2.8 million uh, was the population here in the 60s. And in the 90s, things started coming back a bit. The population in Ireland is about 4.5 million now, the highest it's been since the pre-famine days. Now, this is something to keep in mind when you come to Ireland, where, of course, great food is available in abundance. But population patterns, cities, and agriculture were all shaped by those years in the mid-1800s. And Western Ireland in particular, with its land fit mostly for grazing cows and sheep, was definitely hit hard by the Great Hunger. Well, on a much happier note, uh, County Clare in this western part of Ireland is filled with history and gorgeous scenery. This week I uh, stood atop a peak and looked out at Ireland's second most popular tourist attraction after the Book of Kells in Dublin. That tourist attraction is called the Cliffs of Moher, spelled M-O-H-E-R. And they're dramatic sheer cliffs rising 702 feet out of the Atlantic Ocean along the coastline. Their name comes from a fort that used to stand at the point of one of those cliffs before a signal tower was uh, built there during the Napoleonic Wars. If you'd like more information, you can go to cliffsofmower.ie. Again, mower is M-O-H-E-R, cliffsofmower.ie. I also had the uh, pleasure of stopping by the Hunt Museum in the city of Limerick. It's just a stone's throw from King John's Castle on the River Shannon. The Hunt Museum houses one of Ireland's greatest collections of art and antiquities including works by Renoir, Picasso, and Yeats. It's a gem of a museum. It's housed in what used to be the city's custom house. I saw Etruscan wine jugs made of bronze. I saw Delft 18th century brandy barrels and a Bronze Age pot that was buried in a blog. You can check out the collection at huntmuseum.com. Now, speaking of bogs, they're made up of peat that's composed of 90% water and 10% rotting plants whose remains have built up over thousands of years. I talked about them briefly last weekend uh, when we were a little further north um, in Donegal. I described the practice of turf cutting, which involves cutting slices of bogs in the spring, letting them dry, and then, then using them as a very clean source of warmth in lieu of logs for fires come the winter. Well, it turns out the bogs of Western Ireland served other purposes, one of which was to hide valuables from enemies. Some of those valuables never got dug up, so even today, researchers and historians are still turning up treasures buried centuries ago. You can see some of those treasures at the Hunt Museum. Well, this hour, we'll talk more about this fascinating part of the world, and after the break, we'll learn how to trace your Irish roots from a genealogy expert. We'll talk about birds of prey in Ireland with a falconer, and we'll, we'll talk with the founder of the Frank McCourt Museum in Limerick, the Pulitzer Prize-winning author of the bestseller Angela's Ashes, attended school in Limerick, and his novel is partly set in the city or his, excuse me, his memoir is probably set in the city. I'll have a couple of deals of the week as well and uh, do a little bit of news. I just have a couple items here before we go to the break. Uh, uh, former uh, professional wrestler and Minnesota Governor Jesse Ventura lost his court case to halt the TSA from conducting body pat-downs at U.S. airports this week. He vowed never to fly commercial again and said he may run for president of the United States 
to enforce his viewpoint that such searches violate his personal freedom and constitutional rights. Oh, listen, a, a time-saving deal if you're traveling with kids on Thanksgiving. Remember, kids 12 and under are no longer required to remove their shoes when they're going through airport security. Make it a little easier on mom and dad. All right, don't go away. When I come back, we'll be right here in uh, Dromolin Castle in County Clare, and we're going to talk a little about genealogy and how, if you believe you have Irish ancestors, you might be able to locate some of your family here. Don't go away. To participate in the program and speak with Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025 or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. Ireland invites you to the exclusive Cliff Corknickles. Intrigued by Cliff Corknickles? It's simple. After gasping at the Cliffs of Moor, too exhausted to talk, one starts listening to the chronicles of the locals in Cork, known for spinning a good yarn. Bring a fresh pot of tea, because in a land famous for its wool, the yarn can last all night. Cliffs of Moor, Cork, Chronicles, Cliff Corknickles. Flex that mouth and brace those ears. Take a vacation from the typical vacation. DiscoverIreland.com. Find great value vacation offers at DiscoverIreland.com. Get in the zone! High gas prices got you down? AutoZone can help. Using a fuel system cleaner is an easy way to improve engine performance and fuel economy. Right now at AutoZone, save $2 on a 6-ounce bottle of Gum Out Regain Complete Fuel System Cleaner. See store for restrictions and details. Maximize your miles per gallon with help from AutoZone today. Because parts are just part of what we do. Get in the zone. AutoZone. I have this dizzy feeling every time I get out of bed, like spinning. I don't know why. It's awful. I get dizzy when I read or work on the computer. I get lightheaded walking down a hall or aisle. Or unsteady on my feet. I lose my balance and get a little motion sick. It's like vertigo. That dizzy feeling in a car, train, or airplane. It's awful. An inner ear problem. Most likely your vestibular system. Now there's Zyvestra. An amazing fast-acting dual-action tabs and targeted cream you rub behind your ear. Behind your ear. And it works in an advanced homeopathic way to relieve dizziness. It relieves that vertigo feeling. That dizzy feeling, gone. Zyvestra is amazing. No more suffering from dizziness and queasiness. Wake up with better balance. Call right now for your risk-free trial of Zyvestra. Call 1-800-304-1684. 800-304-1684. Stop the dizziness. Call 800-304-1684. That's 800-304-1684. To join Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025. You can email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. Now back to Rudy Maxa's World. 18 minutes after the hour, this segment of Rudy Max's World is brought to you by discoverireland.com forward slash West Coast. With breathtaking landscapes, and uh, I can tell you the last week I've seen a lot of them, truly authentic cultural heritage and local people you'll adore, I will second that emotion. The West Coast of Ireland is yours to discover. For more info, go to discoverireland.com forward slash West Coast, or you can just visit my website, rudymaxa.com, and right there on the homepage you'll see a direct link where it'll be Really big, just scroll down a little, and there it is, says Ireland. Click on it. That's at rudymaxa.com. Coming to you live from Dromolin Castle in uh, 
it, it, well, not, we're not too far from a couple cities whose names you might recognize, Galway and Limerick. We're in County Clare, and this is a beautiful, beautiful setting for a beautiful castle hotel. My next guest is Nora o uh, O'Mara. Uh, she is a genealogist from O'Mara, excuse me. We would pronounce it O'Mara in the States. They pronounce it O'Mara here. Nora O'Mara, I'm terribly sorry, Nora. She's a genealogist. She works with the North Tipperary Genealogy Center, has been for about 20 years in the town of Nina. You may recognize uh, uh, the town of Tipperary from this old World War I song. It's a long way to Tipperary. It's a long way. Yeah, there you go. Irish troops and uh, Irish regiments in the, uh, in the British force used to sing that song, and it became so popular, the British started singing it as well, and American school children know it too. We're talking, though, about genealogy today. Nora, uh, how popular uh, has it become for Americans of Irish descent to try to find a bit about their past here these, in the last 10 years or so? Well, we would have noticed a big increase in people tracing their um, Irish ancestors, especially since President Barack Obama has visited Ireland last May. We would say probably a 12% increase in tourism in the Midwest region. Also, we had the, our British tourists have increased immensely because we had the Queen visited Ireland just after President Obama. And we and discovered that President Obama you, uh, has some relatives here. Yes. Or some ancestors, I should say. Yes, unfortunately, we cannot claim the president as a Tipperary man. However, our counterparts in County Offaly were involved in unveiling his Irish roots. And I was fortunate enough to be present on that momentous day in Monegal. And Monegal, of course, lies just on the borders of Offaly and Tipperary. And I had the pleasure of shaking both Mr. President's and the First Lady's hand that day. And what is his relationship to Ireland? His relationship to Ireland is his, that his fifth great-grandfather uh, was born in Ireland. Amazing, yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah. Now, you mentioned another office. That suggests there's more than one genealogy office in this country. Yes, it has never been easier to trace, trace Irish ancestors at the moment because there is a genealogy centre in almost every county in Ireland. I have just brought a list of the county genealogy centres for you. And oh, it's it, a long list. It sure is. Now, what can one do? As an American, uh, one can obviously go online and find these offices. Is that right? Yes. Not alone do we have a county genealogy centre in every county in Ireland, which is manned by a professional genealogist like myself. We also have an online research service, which is Roots Ireland. That is www.rootsireland.ie where all the county genealogy centres have their sources online. So people, if they wish to do some research themselves, they can go online and start the process themselves. So would that be a logical first step for an, Amer an American who knows he or she has Irish roots but doesn't know from where in Ireland? Is that a logical place to begin? Yes, you can certainly start um, with our online service. But the ideal, the, I suppose, essential question you have to ask yourself first is do you know the county of origin? If you know the county of origin, you will then be on the way to finding your ancestor. Because once you've established the county of origin, then you can look at the other sources. Like if you find the baptismal record of the person, you can then look at land records, census records, um, gravestone inscriptions. But if you don't have the county of origin, you could do an All-Ireland search on our website. 
I'm talking with Nora O'Mara, who is a genealogist. She works in the uh, North Tipperary Genealogy Center, has for over 20 years in uh, uh, in the town of Nina, which is spelled N-E-N-A-G-H, by the way. Um, and she suggested that rootsireland.ie is a good place to begin on a website if you're going to research your Irish uh, uh, roots, literally. Um, Nina, uh, Nora, excuse me, you have... Uh, have you ever had a, an experience that stood out from others of, of an American coming to look for his or her roots? Well, I suppose over the years, thousands of people would have engaged us to research their um, Irish ancestors. In North Tipperary, now, we would say probably 80% of the time that we would be able to make connections with living relatives. Really? And yes. 80%? About That's 80%. A, it's a good hit. Yes, it is. And um, I suppose maybe just to give you a little short story, one particular gentleman, a Mr. Harlan Urell, visited or wrote to us one time, and he was looking for a very unusual name, Urell. Now, his birth dates predated the commencement dates of the parish records. His ancestor was born in about 1780. Most of the church parish records would commence around the 1820s or 1800s. But I did hear my mother speak of a Urell lady that lived in our locality. And where was so, Mr. Urell coming from, by the way? Mr. Urell was from San Diego. Okay. And um, so I made some local inquiries and I wrote back to him and said that I had established where the Urell farm was. So the following summer, himself and his son arrived in Nina without any notification, called to my office about 4.30 in the evening and didn't have any place to stay. So, so no notification and no lodging. No notification, <laughs> no. So um, he asked me if there was maybe a B&B &B in town and I thought, well, look, he's just arrived here. So um, I rang my husband to said to him, look, I've met this very nice gentleman and his son and they're going to stay and spend 10 days with us. Now, they did that. They visited the local graves, we found their uh, gravestone inscriptions of their ancestors. He continued, spent about two or three weeks visiting all the local people in the area, visited the farm, the homestead, and went back to the States. And about the following September, six or eight months later, uh, an English couple visited us in Nina, saw the sign for family history and visited the genealogy centre. They were themselves visit looking for the Urell surname I told them I've had, they had cousins in the States and they didn't believe me. I contacted the people in the States who visited the people in England the following year. Oh my goodness. Yeah, and the people in England went and visited the people in the States. And the gentleman, Mr. Urell, who has passed away since, um, had spent three or four different holidays in Nina uh, visiting all his adopted cousins in the locality. How, how old was his son when he came to visit? Uh, about uh, 52. Oh, okay. Now, and, and Rosie O'Donnell, the American comedian and actress, uh, participated recently in a show called... Who Do You Think You Are? Who Do You Think You Are? Yeah, and she yeah. found her... She yes. was surprised to find her roots here as well. Did, uh, did, did one of your sister organizations help her out in that regard? Yes, my counterparts in County Kildare were very involved in tracing her ancestors. And the Who Do You Think You Are program has brought a lot of publicity to people tracing ancestors. And I'm sure it has... It's one of the reasons that people are interested in tracing their ancestors. So, so do you, as a genealogist, do you, think, do you think you would say to the general public it's easier than we think to find our ancestors here or more difficult than we think? No, I would say it is much easier now with the, um, the introduction of um, email. People can now have contacted you and made contact and you can have the research done for them and the genealogists like myself would have local historian contacts 
in most of the parishes. So we would have identified maybe some living relatives and the gravestones and have all the research done so they can utilise their time here in Ireland while they're on the holidays. So before anyone even gets here, yes. you may have already done some of the spade work. Yes. And, and, and what kind of, uh, what are the tricks of the trade? I, I know that you talk, we've been talking to you before the show, you're using church, baptismal, marriage, parish records, civil births, deaths, <coughs> marriages, land records. Uh, what are tithe appointment books? Tithe plotman books, they are the earliest land records. and they, Oh, they, appotment a books, I'm books. Sorry. They are dated from around the, 18, the, around the 1830s. But our main uh, source would be church baptismal and marriage records because once you locate the baptismal or birth record of somebody, you can then look in the other sources. And a lot of county centres would have other uh, particular sources that are pertaining to just to their own particular county. Like they might have um, street directories. If the person was a baker, they may be listed in a street directory or if they had a shop. You may have newspapers. The newspapers are great because you would find, ob find obituaries. Now, we only have about 30 seconds okay. left, or very quickly. Uh, I'm sure you've had occasions where Americans have come over and looking for relatives and had found uh, distant relatives here. Are the distant relatives happy to see them generally? The Irish people are absolutely delighted to see them, absolutely delighted. And the American people find it hard to understand when we say, go and call to Paddy Ryan and they will entertain you. And they do that and they would give them tea or whatever and spend an evening with them. They Terrific. love to have them. Nora, thank you for joining us. Thank you very much. Nora O'Mara is a genealogist with the North Tipperary Genealogy Centre. Um, you can start your search at rootsireland.ie. And if you happen to be from Tipperary or think your relatives are, Go to tipperarynorth.ie forward slash genealogy. We'll be right back right after these messages. Rudy Max's world is coming right back. So get on the phone now at 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. You can also enjoy the program anytime at rudymaxa.com. Attention savvy travelers, Rudy Maxa here. If you're like me, you can't afford to take chances when you travel. You need medical evacuation service that's dependable and won't cost you a fortune in hidden fees. You need MedJet Assist. As a member, if you're hospitalized over 150 miles from home, MedJet will arrange medical transfer to the hospital of your choice free of charge. Believe me, you won't find protection like this from any other company, which is why I'm a member. It's time to travel smarter. Visit TakeTripsNotChances.com and sign up today. MedJet Assist. Take trips, not chances. Get in the zone. High gas prices got you down? AutoZone can help. Using a fuel system cleaner is an easy way to improve engine performance and fuel economy. Right now at AutoZone, save $2 on a 6-ounce bottle of Gum Out Regain Complete Fuel System Cleaner. See store for restrictions and details. Maximize your miles per gallon with help from AutoZone today. Because parts are just part of what we do. Get in the zone. AutoZone. participate in the program, call now at 800-387-8025 or log on to RudyMaxa.com. Here's Rudy Maxa. 
33 minutes after the hour here in Ireland, probably 33 minutes after the hour where you are on this weekend. I hope you're having a lovely weekend. I'm Rudy Maxa. I hope you listen to Rudy Maxa's World. If you're interested in travel or talking or hearing about travel, drop me a line. If you have a question for me, Rudy at RudyMaxa.com. Uh, go to Facebook to Rudy Maxa. It says TV show, but that's the one you need. And uh, hit like there for me. We'll hit 2,000 people who like me maybe by the end of the year if we get lucky. I'm coming to you from a drawing room where the fire is starting to dry, uh, starting to. Uh, draw it down here but we're gonna have to have the fire master come in here or the uh, fireplace manager come in here and throw another log in the fire for us but i gotta tell you it's been gorgeous weather since i'm here i know you don't believe me but uh uh for the reputation ireland has for uh um dark clouds and 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 light rain or soft rain as they like to call it here i've had a lovely week ben johnson is my next guest he is a falconer how many falconers have you met he runs a fairly new Center called the Burn Birds of Prey Center, and Burn is spelled B U W R E N. It's adjacent to the uh, Islewee Caves. You may have heard of the Islewee Caves; they're quite famous here. You can walk through them; they're quite dramatic to look at. Uh, ben, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Nice uh, to be and here. you're also a cheesemaker, aren't you? I am. I've been a cheesemaker for about 35 years now. And when did you become a falconer? Oh, I've been interested in birds of prey since I was about 10. I've always had uh, kestrels or injured birds handed to me, and I've been involved with uh, peregrine surveys and bird of prey surveys in the country for oh, well over 30 years. So. Now, what do you do at the uh, uh, Bur uh, Bur uh, Burn Birds of Prey Center? What do you do that uh, visitors to, uh, to Islewee might be able to take advantage of? Well, we've got a collection of over 50 birds which are on display for the public to Live see. Live birds? Live birds on display, and three times during the day, 12, 2, and 4 o'clock. During the summertime, there are flying demonstrations. Now, in each of those demonstrations, birds are flown freely. Uh, people can sit and see them being flown from the mountain. Uh, we'd have eagles and hawks and falcons, and there's a possibility for them to interact. Uh, some of the audience come out, and they can have birds fly to their fist, and they can. And each one is to, described and demonstrated, and they're quite spectacular because the backdrop is that beautiful mountain where the cave is. And have you trained these birds yourself? Yes, yes. All of them? Uh, yes, all of them. In fact, yeah. And so you will put the... You, now, you wear one of those very... And, and, and pre presuming a visitor would, too, if they were participating, you wear one of those leather... Gauntlet, yeah. Le leather, leather, leather gauntlet that protects their arms. That's right, yeah. Uh, how long does it take to train a falcon or an eagle? That really depends on the temperament of the bird itself. I mean, some birds are, are naturally drawn to you for food, and they would come within a few weeks. Others would take months and months of training. We've got two vultures that come from Africa, and they're incredibly stubborn. Uh, <laughs> so they've really got a mind of their own. So sometimes they do what they want, and sometimes they do what they're told. Uh, but it's an ongoing thing. Their training continues. You're saying a bird has, each bird has its own personality. Everyone. Are you Everyone. the bird whisperer? No. <laughs> I wish I was. But no. But if you train that many birds, you're pretty close to it, I'd say. Well, you, you learn certain techniques over a period of time, yeah. Okay, and uh, t tell me just a little, because it's right next to where you are, the uh, Islewee Caves. Yes. Tell me about that. Well, Islewee is an old Irish term. It means yellow cliff, Isles cliff, and Bui is actually Irish for yellow, so it's yellow cliff mountain, if you like. And that's due to the bird's foot trefoil, which is a tiny plant that grows on the it's mountain. It's due to the what? It's called the plant uh, bird's foot trefoil. That's it's a, a little, little yellow flower, yeah. Okay. And about late August, the whole mountain is yellow. That's where it gets its name from. Cool. But, but halfway up that mountain, there's a cave which goes straight into the mountain for well over a mile. But the tourist section that's open to the public is just over a third of a mile. And it goes through several different caverns. Is this a natural cave? It's naturally formed. It's been formed uh, hundreds of thousands of years ago. The interesting part is that the first cavern that the public come to is a hibernation chamber for brown bears. 
which were European species that were died out about 1,200 years ago. So there's a hibernation chamber there. The next chamber is full of formations, calcite formations. The next chamber's got a live active waterfall in it. And then there's a circular route where the public come back out of the car park. So it's just long enough to hold their attention, and it's got all sorts of features in it. It's, a, it's an amazing experience on the ground. And this is about an hour from Limerick, driving time? An hour, about an hour. Yeah. Okay. And right adjacent to there is your falconry center? Yeah. Right Excuse the, me, your birds of prey center. Exactly. Right. At the bottom of the hill is the falconry center, bird of prey center, and that's attached to the farm shop where we have a cheese-making facility. Where we can buy your cheese? You can, indeed. Got yeah. any particular kind of cheese you specialize in? We make a, a gouda type. I think you say gouda. We say gouda, right? You say gouda. <laughs> we say gouda. I say tomato, you say tomato. Exactly. So it's that type of cheese, and there's three ages. There's a young, uh, a mature, and an old. And an old gouda is equivalent to a really mature cheddar spicy and strong mm. Mm. and then you also your family has just started by the way that's a fire crackling in the background in case our listeners are wondering what that sound is uh, they've stoked the fire and it's going full now you, you your family's also involved in making beer well that's a new project that's something that i've been involved in also <laughs> for falconry for and yeah. cheese wasn't enough <laughs> yeah exactly but we've got a small brewery which is uh, on the way up to the cave just on the right hand side and it's a microbrewery tiny tiny brewery where we have a, a one barrel system where we make one barrel of beer at a time and that gives us the opportunity to really experiment. So we've got some crazy beers going on. All right, let me get this straight. So I can come to the uh, uh, Isle we, we Center. I can go through the caves. You can. I can see the birds of prey. I can have some of your cheese, your aged Gouda, or how do you pronounce it? Gouda? Gouda. Gouda. Gouda, yeah. And have a beer as well? You can have a beer as well, yeah. I say that's a complete afternoon. Absolutely. My guest is uh, Ben Johnson. He's, uh, he's the, well, he's the guy who taught all the birds to come back home after they take off. Um, and he's also a cheesemaker, and I guess you're now a beer maker. Is that fair to say? That's it. Well, you can find out more information by going to Birds of Prey Center, and center is spelled with an R-E, uh, the British way or the English way, the U.K. way, birdsofpreycenter.com. Thanks for joining me, Ben. Thank you very much. We'll be right back, and we're going to talk about, uh, well, we're going to talk about the Frank McCourt Museum. Call now to talk to Rudy Maxa at 800-387-8025. You can also email the show anytime at info at rudymaxa.com. My wife's monthly trip to the beauty salon was really adding up. I mean, between dyeing her roots and trimming the dead ends, we were going dead broke. So to save some money, I'm cutting it for her while she sleeps. Shh, shh, no, no, don't wake up yet. Go to sleep, go to sleep. You're almost gorgeous. Oh, she is going to love this. There's an easier way to save. Get online. Go to Geico.com. Get a quote. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Get in the zone. High gas prices got you down? AutoZone can help. Using a fuel system cleaner is an easy way to improve engine performance and fuel economy. Right now at AutoZone, save $2 on a 6-ounce bottle of Gum Out Regain Complete Fuel System Cleaner. See store for restrictions and details. Maximize your miles per gallon with help from AutoZone today. Because parts are just part of what we do. Get in the zone. AutoZone. This is Brother Michael Diamond of Most Holy Family Monastery. Find out the shocking and amazing truth about what really happened to the Catholic Church, UFOs, the third secret of Fatima, the book of Revelation fulfilled in our times, and the new book, The Bible Proves the Teachings of the Catholic Church. The most important package of DVDs and books you'll ever receive in your life. The package includes three books and ten DVD programs for only $5. Price includes shipping. 
You can send in your order by mail to Most Holy Family Monastery, 4425 Schneider Road, Fillmore, New York, 14735. That's Most Holy Family Monastery, 4425 Schneider Road, Fillmore, New York, 14735. Or call us at 1-800-275-1126. That's 1-800-275-1126. 1-800-275-1126. VaticanCatholic.com. That's VaticanCatholic.com. I have this dizzy feeling every time I get out of bed, like spinning. I don't know why. It's awful. I get dizzy when I read or work on the computer. I get lightheaded walking down a hall or aisle. Or unsteady on my feet. I lose my balance and get a little motion sick. It's like vertigo. That dizzy feeling in a car, train, or airplane. It's awful. An inner ear problem. Most likely your vestibular system. Now there's Zyvestra. An amazing, fast-acting... Dual-action tabs and targets. Targeted cream you rub behind your ear. Behind your ear. And it works in an advanced homeopathic way to relieve dizziness. It relieves that vertigo feeling. That dizzy feeling, gone. Zyvestra is amazing. No more suffering from dizziness and queasiness. Wake up with better balance. Call right now for your risk-free trial of Zyvestra. Call 1-800-304-1684. 800-304-1684. Stop the dizziness. Call 800-304-1684. That's 800-304-1684. This segment of the program is brought to you by MedJet Assist. Unlike other evacuation services, only MedJet Assist lets you decide which hospital will be your final destination. Regardless of the nature of your illness or injury, if you're hospitalized while traveling, they'll be there for you. So take trips, not chances, and visit MedJetAssist.com or go to RudyMaxa.com and look under radio sponsors for more info. Welcome back to the show. It's 43 minutes after there. I hope you're having a lovely weekend, and thanks for spending part of it with me, Rudy Maxa, host of the travel show Rudy Maxa's World. If you've been listening, you know I'm coming to you from Ireland, from County Clare in Western Ireland, uh, a beautiful, a beautiful castle hotel and uh, Resort. I say resort because there's golf, there's falconry, there's archery, there's horseback riding. There's just about everything you can think of here at Dromolan Castle. That's D-R-O-M-O-L-A-N-D, Dromolan Castle. I'm delighted to be joined by Dorothy Cantrell. She is a board member of the Frank McCourt Museum. You know Frank McCourt's name because of his best-selling book and Pulitzer Prize-winning book uh, called Angela's Ashes. Frank McCourt spent a good part of his childhood from age 4 to 13 or 14 uh, here in nearby Limerick, and this is a museum obviously devoted to him. Here's, a, here's what Frank McCord had to say about growing up in Ireland. When I look back on my childhood, I wonder how I survived it all. It was, of course, a miserable childhood. The happy childhood is hardly worth your while. Worse than the ordinary miserable childhood is the miserable Irish childhood, and worse yet is the miserable Irish Catholic childhood. The poverty the shiftless, loquacious, alcoholic father, the pious, defeated mother, moaned by the fire, pompous priests, bullying schoolmasters, the English, and the terrible things they did to us for 800 long years. Above all, we were wet. <laughs> Above all, we were wet. Uh, Dorothy, welcome to the show. Nice to have you here. And it's lovely to be here. Thank you. And what prompted the uh, the building of a Frank McCorter of a museum? Um, was it the book, Angela's Ashes, actually? 
Yes, that was uh, part of it. But there's also the fact that uh, the curator of the museum, who is one artist, Una Heaton, and her husband actually owned the building for a couple of decades. Um, her father-in-law started a small clothing factory there in the 50s when the Irish government started to build schools here, there and everywhere. And Leamy House as a school was no longer required. It was now an old building, having been set up in uh, 1843 as a dedicated school for poor Protestant boys. But uh, the McCourts, of course, were Catholics because there came a time when the Protestant uh, boys dwindled in numbers and the Catholic boys came in. Uh, they, uh, Una decided to set it up when space became available in the um, Leamy House. Mm -hmm. She knew Frank very well because Frank had launched her exhibition of art in Ireland House seven years before in New York. So she thought she would love to do this for Frank. And um, she started on it and she made a success of it. And it's creeping along beautifully now. And what would I see if I came to the Frank? What does a visitor see at the Frank McCourt Museum? Well, as you come along, you see this lovely listed building, 1843. And then you go into Frank's classroom, the actual cross classroom where he sat. And we have the model of a young boy sitting there. And uh, then you can go upstairs and you will see the... Um, the family bedroom and kitchen as it was and all the features in these rooms drawn from the book actually as near as you can to poverty-stricken 50s in Limerick, Ireland. I understand the museum also offers a walking tour in Limerick, uh, a Frank McCord walking tour. Well, there is a walking tour which is independent of the oh, museum. I'm sorry. Okay. Yes, and there are 42 stops on that. 42? Absolutely, yes. And you go from, you see, and everything, all the information is drawn from the book that Frank went here and he used to be spent his money in this pub, which is South's Pub and so on. It doesn't sound like he had that bad a time in Limerick, as the opening uh, recording suggested. Well, whatever about the father and his spare time in South's, um, the, the family certainly had a bad time. They did. And has Frank McCourt visited? Pardon? Did Frank McCourt visit the museum? Oh, yes. He used to come over on an annual uh, time, uh, well, annually, I should say. He used to come over and he'd meet Una and the husband and they go for coffee and whatnot together. They were friendly. Good. Um, Dorothy Cantrell, thanks for stopping by. Let me give the uh, website address for folks who might be interested in coming over and visiting. It's in the town of Limerick, and the website address is... www.frankmccourtmuseum.com. And Frank McCourt Museum is all one word together. Exactly. Simple enough. So if you're a fan of Angela's Ashes or would like to learn more about its author, Frank McCourt, Limerick's your town, uh, do drop in. Thank you very much, Dorothy, for sharing a little uh, insight into it for us. And thank you for listening. We'll be right back. I have a few deals of the week, including one for right here at Drumlin Castle. Rudy Max's World phone lines are open now, so call us at 800-387-8025. We'll be back after these messages.
This segment of Rudy Max's World is brought to you by Service Magic. Now you can hire pre-screened home pros with confidence for repairs, remodeling, plumbing needs, maid services, and so much more. Visit www.homebuild411.servicemagic.com. That's homebuild411.servicemagic.com. It's 52 minutes after the hour. Welcome back to Rudy Max's World. As I was saying goodbye to our previous guest, Dorothy Cantrell, uh, who's a board member with the Frank McCourt Museum here in Limerick in uh, Western Ireland, she happened to mention to me that despite the fact that Angela's Ashes was a huge bestseller around the world, has been translated into more than 20 languages, there's never been an edition in Irish or Gaelic. And uh, in fact, there's about to be. And on Tuesday of this coming week, at the Irish Consulate General's in, uh, place in New York City, they will be releasing the first version, or the only version, of Angela's Ashes in Irish. That's a good moment for proud Gaelic and Irish uh, speakers. Just a, a, a little news note, I didn't have time to get in. Air, traffic, uh, pa air passenger traffic to Thailand uh, has dropped sharply as news and videos of flooding in and around Bangkok uh, has deterred, have deterred travelers from heading to that Southeastern Asia company. As of this week, however, flights to and from Bangkok's international airport and roads leading to and from that airport are unaffected by the waters. Uh, I got to tell you, photos of Bangkok's domestic airport, which is closed and flooded, have not helped the international perception the country is closed down uh, to travelers. However, countries including Britain and Switzerland have advised their citizens to avoid Bangkok. So if you've got a Thailand trip coming up, uh, go to the Thailand Tourism Authority's website and monitor uh, situation to make sure that the Bangkok airport is still open and that if you're going to fly somewhere domestically in the country, uh, that you can get there. Let's do a couple of uh, deals of the week here before we say goodbye. How about it? Can you hit it there, Wayne? The, uh, the million-dollar sound effect? Ah, the magic cash register. Unbelievable. Let me give you first one. Uh, for Drummond Castle, which is where I'm sitting right now. I'm sitting in the drawing room, the, uh, these 24-foot ceilings and very comfort sofas and pillows and gorgeous flowers and a fire burning. I tell you, I wish I could do my show from here every weekend. I'd be in a very fine mood, let me tell you. Um, at any rate, uh, Drummond uh, just launched a buy two nights, get a third free stay. The deal is 195 euros per night per adult. The offer applies to their Queen Anne bedroom class of rooms, and it includes a full Irish breakfast. I've had a couple full Irish breakfasts here, and when I want to underline the word full. This deal is good beginning now through March 31st, so you've got a great window. Two nights, uh, stay three nights, and get that third night free, 195 euros per night. And here's something fun if you've got kids. It's called an Owl Evening Family Package. Uh, there are owls that are kept here um, as part of the falconry project as well at the resort. And uh, this experience is for two adults and up to two children under 12 years old. You'll get one night's accommodation with full Irish breakfast. And then you'll go at night uh, past the walled garden um, to, the, to where the owls are kept and, and learn all about owls. This runs from now through uh, the 22nd of April. You get a deluxe bedroom, two adults, two children, 295 euros total per room uh, per night, including that full Irish breakfast. You can find more details on both these offers at the uh, castle's website, dromoland.ie. Let me spell dromoland. Uh, if we pronounce it as Americans, we'd call it dromoland. It's D-R-O-M-O-L-A-N-D, dromoland.ie. I-E is a designation for Ireland. Uh, or you can go to uh, my Facebook page, uh, Rudy Maxa, on Facebook, and uh, you'll see a link to Dromoland Castle there. This is a spectacular uh, place. Got a couple other deals of the week for you. Where are they here? I had them right in front of me a second ago. Here they are. Um, if you live in or near Boston, I've always wanted to visit Japan, 
There's a deal for you beginning April 22nd of the new year. That's when Japan Airlines launches new four times a week nonstop service between Boston and Tokyo's Narita Airport. They're going to be using the new Boeing 787 Dreamliner. We talked about that a few weeks ago with the Boeing interior designer, the one with the this is one with the big windows and the huge bins and the much more at, uh, space for uh, passengers. Uh, JAL is offering discounted fares good between April 22nd and September 30th. The flights begin April 22nd, and through then and, and through that day and September 30th, uh, you'll get a deal if you purchase your travel between now and the end of January. So you got to uh, make your buy by the end of January, but you'll be able to travel through all of the summer. Round-trip coach class fares begin at uh, about $1,480 for weekday departures. That includes a fuel surcharge, slightly higher for weekend departures. Business class fares begin at $6,400 for weekday departures, $9,000 for weekend departures. You can find details at JAL.com. JAL, of course, stands for Japan Airlines. And... Uh, there's a new luxury train route along the eastern and southern coasts of Australia, traveling between Adelaide and Brisbane. It's a six-day, five-night trip, winding through four Australian states. There are two classes of service, platinum and gold. Gold includes full-size bathrooms, plush beds, personalized service. They begin running February 11th, with prices starting at about $4,200 per person for gold service. Here's the deal. The train is called the Southern Spirit, and it's offering an early bird booking bonus of 20% off each person's fare if you book by the end of March. So that knocks about $800 off the price of a ticket. For more details, go to railaustralia.com.au and look for details on the new Southern Spirit a train in Australia. Um, go to rudymaxa.com for uh, more information about Western Ireland. It's right there on the homepage. I want to thank Dromolin Castle staff, particularly Mark Nolan, the general manager, who joined us in the first hour of the show. I want to thank my tour guide, Allie Carr, who provided the history of County Clare while driving me around. And also a very big thank to Marion uh, Gurin and Nandy O'Sullivan of Shannon Development for helping us select the guests for this week's show. Also to Ellen Redmond in the Dublin office of uh, Falcha, Ireland, for arranging our itinerary. Thank you to our on-site engineer, Ronan O'Connor, from Radio Services in Limerick, Ireland, and Dwayne Taylor back in the home office in Connecticut. Also, thank you to my executive producer, Anna Schofield. Thank you to you for listening. See you next week. You've been listening to Rudy Max's World, and as always, you're hearing must-hear radio on the SSI Radio Network.